0: What's up everyone, welcome back to the Baldy Curls podcast. We are two natural beauties talking relationships between self, life, and everything in between. I'm Rihanna, AKA Rollin' with Re and I'm the Bald Goddess. On today's episode, we have Nilsa, thank Hi. you so much for coming <laughs> onto the show. Yeah, thank you ladies for having me. Before we get started, could you tell us a bit about who you are in your own words? Yeah, so
1: I am, my name is Nilsa Salgado, some people call me Nelly. Um, I'm thirty and dirty. Hey. <laughs> 30 um, man! When this pandemic started happening, like my birthday is April seventeenth, so I couldn't celebrate it with any family members. And you know, I I'm not somebody who's hooked on age necessarily, but um, kind of being secluded and, and and you know, turning thirty was a really interesting process, which we'll talk about later. Um, but yeah, that's like, I guess, a part of my identity now being mm-hmm. 30. It does feel different. And um, my background, people usually interested in that. So I'm Dominican and Puerto Rican. Mm. Um, and I have my master's degree in mental health counseling. What else about me? I, yeah, I'm on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I have my personal page, Newly Earth, and I have another page called Soul Pick, which I started a long time ago. I don't know if you guys are familiar with it or not. But it's mm. like purpose to unify like the soulful community. So women of color who are interested in creativity, spirituality, all those things that are now in 2020. Like they have really permeated mainstream culture. Um, so yeah, the, the, that's kind of about me.
2: <laughs>
1: My background.
2: Ashe. That's actually how we um came across your page as well. Um mm-hmm. just looking through all these spiritual beauties and um the feminine energy. We love how uh, your page carries a lot of feminine energy and just showing love to diverse women and how they portray their own femininity. So yeah, that was really interesting and then we thought, "Hmm, why not?" you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, because we saw that um like like you mentioned the pandemic and one of the things that you posted was and have been highlighting for a long time now is the importance of dreams Mm. and we thought it would just be an interesting topic to explore with someone as passionate about it as yourself because I mean Susan you can
2: yeah it's crazy because I also recently started diving personally started diving into my own dreams and just trying to navigate it and have more in um, understanding and relationship with it so when we came across that we we're like oh that's interesting like mm-hmm. it's something that we every day encounter whether you are conscious of it or not but it's rare that people actually speak about it and the fact that you were highlighting it was like Quite interesting well like definitely definitely something we can navigate and just explore and have a different perspective on and see how you um explore it yourself and because you do encourage people to you know tap into it explore it and why not so here we are what what has been your relationship with it and how did you actually start? exploring it more like what what triggered that um curiosity for you
1: right um so it's really interesting uh when i when i hear people talk about dreams like on podcasts and stuff Mm. they always start off by saying like i'm a dreamer (laughs) or (laughs) Um, (laughs) it's like yeah i know but yeah i think a lot of people like everyone's dreaming you know it's just a matter of are you recalling them or not and do you value them um and of course I don't think it's like on a, the paradigm of either you value them or you don't, you know, Um, but, you know, do you value them enough to maybe journal or uh, talk about them with your friends and, you know, discuss them with maybe your loved ones? So my my journey started, gosh, I think I started to recall or having vivid dreams or dreams that felt spiritual in nature, Mm -hmm. my late teens and my early 20s. And from time to time, when I would have those like big dreams or momentous dreams that really stayed with me through the day, I would write those down. And like I mentioned earlier, I pursued an education in mental health counseling. And so we learned about dream theory through Jung and Freud and, you know, like all of the conventional uh, theologians,
2: yeah. <laughs> whatever.
1: And um So that was interesting to to kind of like look at it from that framework did it resonate with me not necessarily so much um but i didn't really start to like do my own personal research into dreams until this year and that's what you've seen reflected on my instagram um i think because like you're saying we're here in this pandemic and uh people have more of an opportunity to rest Mm -hmm. um i'll per- personalize that i started to have more of an opportunity <laughs> to i got let go from my job in mm-hmm. mid-march i think it was and so like here i am i'm sleeping in more and when you don't have an alarm waking you up you you're able to like recall your dream uh, with greater Uh, I don't want to say like accuracy, but, you know, it just enhances dream recalls to not be interrupted by an alarm and to wake up naturally. Um, So I I started to have like all these dreams and I was doing research and I joined a couple of dream communities and, you know, there's this uh, emerging kind of pandemic dream uh, conversation that was really interesting to me. I'm always interested in what's happening on a like communal level and how like we're all connected as human beings, not just like digitally, but also like with our consciousness. You know, having mm, that conversation sure, is sure. really interesting. And so, just seeing like the collective patterns that were uh, occurring through this whole interesting year, yeah, <laughs> <that> yeah. <laughs> gave me a sense of just. Not acceptance, but I don't know. It felt special. Like I felt like I. I feel like I'm a part of something that's something big that's happening. Mm. Um, and so yeah, that's like kind of how my interest pivoted this year into like taking the time to do a bit more research and to start documenting my dreams every day versus just like the the ones that felt cool or special, you know, the sporadic. Mm-hmm um yeah so that's like kind of the the
2: journey of it you mentioned having like experiencing your dreams at a younger age and Um, i do remember you know having a period in my life where i dreamt a lot And I didn't really take it seriously at the time. I just, you know, I was able to dream. I remember my dreams and there was something in particular about my dreams that I remember. And that was being able to like manipulate my dreams. And I had like Mm -hmm. more control over my dreams. And then for some reason, I think at a particular stage in my life where I started being more distracted by things that I probably needed to work on in that period in my life, I started forgetting, I started not not dreaming. So basically it was just me not remembering my dreams. I was unable to dream until then further down the line, I started recalling my dreams because I I think now that I'm saying it, it's because I realized I intentionally started working on myself. And Mm -hmm. with that, I started just being more connected to my subconscious self. And then I started paying more attention when I would sleep you know and mm-hmm. then i started journaling and journaling then kind of helps um enhance your relationship with it i guess because you're mm-hmm. like okay whatever you can remember just write it down because i'm like i will dream so vividly and then i would be like, okay, yeah, I'll remember this. Two seconds later, I wake up. That was one thing I related with you, because you're like, I remember this dream. Yeah, I can do And then you wake up and you're like, what was it about again? And I'm like, yo, this is so <laughs> me. It's so crazy how um, that happens. and But then at the end of the day, something then happens in your reality that mm-hmm. confirms the dream. Have you had um, experiences like that? You know, you dream about something and then it occurs because, I hear a lot of people, and I can attest to that, honestly, because I feel like you are able to remember your dreams or not, they're actually messages of things that, you know, can occur. You you can, <laughs> see might be something that is about to happen or something that might have, have happened maybe to you directly or to someone that you might know or family or friends and all that. Have you ever experienced, you know, your dream come and manifest itself in your reality?
1: Yeah. In terms of like predictive dreaming, I've had one that was very um moving for me which is kind of like a subset of that is a shared dream that i have with my brother Mm -hmm. and um it was really affirming to me during that time because my brother was incarcerated um so and and my mom was kind of like the missing piece of the puzzle who like told us that who was able to connect the dots that we were having like a, a shared dream at the same time frame so basically i I was still living with my mom um, i was like 20 years old and i woke up and i told her like mom i had this dream about our childhood dog sally and she was underneath the deck and she wouldn't come out um and it was really weird the style of the dream in terms of like the visuals because it's almost like flashing like flash 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 like it, it almost had like this artistic style of like She's in the, She's on the the deck. I don't know mm-hmm. how to, to describe it, but I remember the quality of it. And that really stood out to me. And, um, she was like, get out of here. And I was like, what do you mean? Like she had just been, um, was on the phone with my brother who had shared with her just before I shared with her that he had a dream about Sally mm-hmm. and Sally was upset with him and wouldn't talk to him. Um, and Sally at this time was already, she had passed away. Like she was, she had been dead for maybe like, uh, like eight years or so. Yeah. But you know, like I took that as a dream visitation for one, because like, this is our, you know, she's still a loved one. Um, and she visited both of our dreams. And then two, the fact that my brother, he kind of had the first part of the dream and I had the second part where like, she was mad at him and she was under the deck for me and wouldn't come out. So I think that, uh, that dream really stuck out to me because it, it was like a point of conversation between me and my brother, who we have a very strenuous relationship. Like we're not really like, it doesn't feel like we have like this connection, like <laughs> this like amazing sibling connection, you know? Yeah. Um, so it was, we weren't predicting anything like in the future necessarily, but it was, it had this like quality of affirmation where, um, I think she was just telling us to, I think she was, I don't think she was, she was like providing us this experience where we could connect. Um, Mm -hmm. and at the time I really needed that. I remember really like feeling disconnected from him in a lot of ways. So yeah, uh, that's one that's like really stayed with me. Um, I've had more more than like having like a prediction of something really cool happening my dreams have been kind of like deja vu-esque where it's like mm-hmm. oh I've done this before and it's very like minuscule where it be like I'm at the grocery store and I'm putting like something away and maybe I see someone who looks familiar and it's just like you know that sense of I, I feel like I've done this before
2: mm-hmm.
1: um so I get more of the deja vu predictive quality dreams than um really cool ones
2: I hear about what about what about you Rihanna like I know you've been kind of navigating dreams lately and Mm -hmm. how has your relationship with dreams been and how is it going so far we haven't really talked about it to be honest
0: no we haven't I think it's been for me it's different because I'm I always say I'm such an emotional person and depending on the state that I'm in, it's, re- it's reflected so much in my dreams. Mm. So I can remember in my life when I've gone through like quite traumatic things within my family, or a breakup, or um, when I lived in Spain, like really life-changing events, that's when my dreams are very vivid and they seem to be it's almost deja vu like you said Nilsa but also they're just very intense it's hard to explain um so I think now I think because obviously you and I are friends
1: yeah I'm like
0: more inclined to really pay attention and write it down but again like like we said it's so hard you you think you're going to remember and you wake up and you're like oh I don't or you remember like one little detail but even the detail I'll still write down I um should. so I think for me, it's they're always a reflection of how I feel in this reality. Mm. And sometimes, how do I explain? So, um, I'll I'll say it because it makes it will make sense. So, Susan and I went to Tanzania in December, and um, I had this really, like, quite. It was a scary dream, but it was also reminiscent of something that had happened in the past, and it. I hadn't had that type of dream or those type of dreams for years and I thought I was over it like I thought I was over the event that happened and I just remember feeling so distressed with Susan and um, to cut the story short I came home like we came back to London and I just thought I need to go to therapy I need to talk about this and I need to sort of um, think about why it's affecting me when I thought It was sort of like done and dusted, so I think dreams have a way of also telling you that there's something going on, and Mm. you may it may not be in the forefront of your mind, and you may think that you're over it, but it I think worries and things that have you've gone through that you've maybe internalized too much too deeply they then start to manifest in your dreams, and I think that's what happened for me. Mm. It, I spent so many years trying to suppress a certain event and that was my way because I was like in my teens and early 20s that was my way of dealing with it I didn't know how to sort of unpack it properly and really get to the bottom of it but I think by doing that it then sort of started coming back and just presenting itself in my dreams and it was kind of like a wake up call for me to say you need to sort this out otherwise it's just going to eat at your mind and it also ruins your sleep. Like, I want to <laughs> sleep nicely. <laughs> like, I don't want to feel um, sort of anxious when I go to bed thinking, oh, am I going to have this dream again? Because that's what it started to become for me is I didn't want to sleep because I thought, I'm just going to have this dream constantly. And then it really ruined my sleeping pattern. I would stay awake until like three in the morning doing, I don't even know what, just anything to keep me awake. So yeah, it was definitely, a wake-up call to just dive a bit deeper into things that I thought I had sought out but clearly hadn't
1: that's that's really interesting too um that you were able to know for yourself like maybe it's time to sort this out because usually like with a recurring dream it is it is bringing up something that needs to be resolved like in your waking life and um I'm wondering if if you were able to work through it in like a safe space if that like reflected in in like your daily life in any kind of way
0: like yeah definitely I think um going to therapy was something that really helped me and um I think it was nice because I I have friends you know I have amazing friends and I've always been so grateful for that but I think it was nice to get just a completely fresh perspective on what had happened and she you know I give her so much credit because she really brought out things that I had, I didn't even put the dots together myself. And it was definitely, it's actually the place is called the self space. So yeah, it was really nice and it, it enabled me to get closer to my dad. And during the pandemic, it was an opportunity because you know, we were all at home and I think some of us used the time to really face certain things and it, was really scary I at least at the time it was I put it off for ages I didn't want to speak to him I, I spoke to Susan about it so many times and I was like oh I don't want to do it it's scary <laughs> um but then I guess the right opportunity presented itself and with we've just our relationship has changed so much in the last couple months and I I don't regret it and a part of me I mean I don't want to say I should have done it sooner because it happened when it was supposed to mm. but I just let the fear of doing it delay it Mm. and I think um, yeah it was I've gone off on a tangent but to answer your question (laughs) um, (laughs) um, Yeah. um, yeah it was done in a safe space and it it just brought us so so close and it's nice because I never thought we'd get here so I'm grateful for at the time what was a really horrible dream to Bring us to something beautiful it kind of came full circle oh that's so,
1: nice how like a dream can instigate that sort of revelation and like to start your journey anew and a whole yeah. new process and to me that's like what's so magical about dreams too and mm. um a project that i'm working on right now it was dreamed is basically highlighting how our dreams have sculpted our waking worlds in ways that we don't even like realize from mm. famous people who have brought in their creative ideas or like scientists who have solved major problems through dreams and they're they're, co- they're constantly sculpting our lives That's true and too. we don't really i don't think we know like the um the vastness of that contribution, and I, I find that fascinating. Because mm-hmm. I would have known, you know, before hopping on a call, I wouldn't have known that that a dream instigated such an important part of like your life and provides so much. Mm-hmm.
0: Such an important healing, actually. Yeah, it's crazy. And speaking of new journeys, you mentioned when we first came on the phone that you just turned 30 um you don't look either
2: way (laughs) yeah listen you don't
0: look at it at all um but you mentioned how you know it was a different experience to like sort of i guess turn that age Mm -hmm.
1: um
0: in isolation and i can't imagine what it must have been like i mean i know you said as well that you don't what's the word um you don't um look at age in a way where you know that there's a certain thing with I don't know how to with work, celebrating like
2: age and like
0: yeah like even, you know when, not
2: given importance I don't right? think that's the right word yeah so, yeah I think I get what you're saying I'm not sure if. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I got what you're
1: saying okay I also like I did go through some stuff though that <laughs> I didn't like because you have I have you know how you have an idea of yourself and the kind of person you are so I have this idea of myself being like I embrace my life. I mean, <laughs> but it's like, when I turned 30, I was like, hold on, this stuff they've been calling ages. i about that. And, you know, I even looked at, I didn't, okay, I'm not, I don't know if I'm going to get Botox anytime soon, but I was like actually looking at like YouTube videos on Botox. And like, so what is this? Mm. Like, I have, now I have like some forehead wrinkles that I-
2: Same.
1: But it's like did i notice these because now i'm 30 and so i like mm. perception have shifted and i have like this greater awareness of age so therefore i'm going to seek out things that are going to tell me like you are aging you know i don't know but, yeah. <laughs> um, i did like i did think about stuff differently um mm. and not only just the um the superficial or materialistic part of aging but also my accomplishments and evaluating like what have I attained in my life and um, feeling momentarily there maybe for like a month a couple months this like pressure to hurry up and get something happening for myself you know (laughs) yeah um so yeah I did kind of feel weird about it for uh, for a bit and um I think it might have been heightened by the isolation and also sobered a bit by, like, what's going on collectively, <laughs> too, <today. laughs> um, so it was, yeah, it was very interesting.
2: I think, I think it's safe to say that when you get to a certain age, especially 30, I think a lot of people, yeah, they're just, like, when you hit 30, you're just like, okay, wait, I'm on my way to 40, what do you mean, like, <laughs> what's going on, because I'm 32, and in, in a couple of months, I'll be 31, So that's Mm -hmm. literally me be like, okay, now I'm heading towards 40. Like, this is crazy. But I do think that um, the fact that you, you know, experienced all those things, um, once you hit the age and even things that you never thought you would, you know, perspective that you never thought you would see, I think it was, it's good for you. It's a shift. You know, you did hit a a number, you know, an important (laughs) number in our our generation, in our lifetime. Um, Mm -hmm. So you definitely will be shifting and when you shift you definitely going to be uncomfortable you have you have Mm -hmm. to face certain things you have to see certain things so I do I do like to embrace even for people that I don't know when they go through some like shattering moments for whatever reason I always see it as an important shift you know especially when you're aware especially when you're aware of it like you're able to be mindful and pay attention to the things that you're worried about, pay attention to um, how you view that situation and how it affects you in in that moment. So I do, I just see it as a shift for you. So i to those <laughs> moments, <laughs> to whatever you, you decide to do with it, but as long as you, you, you know, you embraced it, um, with an right. open, open heart, with an open mind and,
0: you know, Mm pinpoint
2: things that stood out more to you and then, you know, you floated. Release it. I had a release after a while. So I was
1: talking to my husband, he's like, whoa, like, you're really talking about this. More often.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I need to
1: know. It's like, it cropped up some anxieties and I had to acknowledge them and then just kind of like rest into this uh, re- The reality that time is a construct and I don't have to like abide by my age and what that might mean in terms of like culture and convention. Mm. So, yeah, I think (laughs) I don't want to (laughs) ramble, but like you're so open, and I'm like, I want to talk about my parents and how I started getting anxious about them (laughs) getting older. But that also came up. I don't know, maybe someone else. Uh, has experienced that but just looking around and feeling like almost almost felt like I was in a time warp where it's like the early 2000s are coming back people are wearing velour suits again and I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> this is but wait I remember being like of um of like a speaking age when this was happening and so it was just like yeah that kind of feeling and then I'm looking at my parents and I'm like when they had me they were 25. <laughs> Don't tell me about yeah. <laughs> that
2: right.
1: and I'm like and now my grandparents are almost 80 and it's just like I need the, to the grandkids kids. yeah great-grandkids <laughs> and all that <laughs> and then and then life seems to go by so quick just in the examination of like generations or whatever um,
2: yeah yeah so i I, I did experience it as well like when i hit i think mine was between 27 and 30 and i was like okay Mm. by 30 i need to get to a certain space then i got to 30 and then i'm like okay so Mm. what are we gonna do about this now and then at a point i just like you know what release release because it would just drive you crazy and you waste your time Mm. now i wouldn't say waste but you know after a while ideally you should just release it, because I swear you, you'll go crazy if you have to listen and think that, okay, by this certain time, I have to, I used to think at 21, I'd be married with two kids, and all sorted out, and I'm 30, and I'm, my mom is like, where's the child, where's my grandkids, you know, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, everyone's journey is different, you know, and mm-hmm. society has made it um, to seem as if 30, by 30, you should have it all sorted out.
0: No, but it's and it's ironic though because I feel like at least for me, um, I sort of had that age realization when I was 26, 27, and I was like, I'm just gonna let go of it because it's just too much, Mm. it's so much pressure you put on yourself. Mm
1: -hmm. But then,
0: ironically, that as you get older, like I, I would say, I'm 28 now, I'm gonna be 29 in December. This is the most confident I've been in my entire life, and I think it will only just go up because. You get to know yourself, you know bits about who you are even better. You're growing into the person you're supposed to be. So Mm. I can't understand how we're supposed to have that all together in our 20s. Like that's so young when you think about it. You mentioned your grandparents are 80 they've got 60 years on us like
2: (laughs) it's crazy So,
0: when you really think about it it's like it's just pressure we put on ourselves and Mm
1: -hmm.
0: like Susan said the more we let go of it and just try to be in the moment because I had the same worries as you you mentioned your parents getting older and I worked I work in mental health and last year I was in a older people's community setting And it just made me so aware and it made me freak out so much like, oh, my parents going to get dementia. Is this going to happen? And it just robs you of all the joy you have with them now because you're constantly worrying. And I just don't want to worry. Like I'm already stressed. I don't want to add to it. (laughs) (laughs)
1: That
2: is so true. Oh my God. Um, And
1: also like something that has helped me recently with this um, has been like Looking at people who are maybe a bit older and they're doing something really interesting or they're just starting you know someone who's just starting at forty. I think there's this meme going around like I'm tired of hearing about these under thirty under twenty I don't know, <laughs> you know like um, I, I don't know I've been more paying more attention to people who are just doing things not in a, not aligned with like the society's way of doing it you know?
2: structure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That,
1: that whole structure. And it's, it kind of feels like when I when I see that, and when I pay more attention to those kind of people, it gives me more space to just
2: breathe. <laughs> yeah. You know? So take that deep breath and just yeah. sigh it out.
0: <sighs> right. <laughs> I think it's nice though, because when you when you get into that space, you you automatically are drawn to people that are aligned with you in that way and so it's really nice like I mean even now you know we're having this conversation because, because for whatever reason we resonated with what you put out there mm. and I think it's really nice because when you are surrounded by people that are different to you in a way that you view life differently you can get down because they just don't they don't see life the way the same way you do and that doesn't make them wrong and it doesn't make you right it's just different mm. but I think when you surround yourself with people that just bring out the best in you it makes all the difference and it can kind of ease whatever anxiety or nerves you have like you said when you turned 30 you had all these realizations but when you're surrounded by people that can sort of help you with that you're Mm -hmm. like ah like you said you just have a moment to breathe right yeah
1: so it's important to curate your environment yeah different
0: ways to make share.
2: it a healthy one for you <laughs> mm-hmm. like it's so true because at the end of the day like you have to do it you know no mm-hmm. one is going to yeah. do it for you you're the only one who internally knows what feeds your your soul so mm-hmm. if you're not able to curate it the weight that um intentionally and constantly feeds your soul then there's going to be issues every now and then and then you wonder why you're not at peace you know, so as long as, I think it's important for people to really understand the power they have in really creating a life or just a safe space where they can be. And no one, no one is going to be able to do that for you. Hello. (laughs) No one is going to do that for you except you. So definitely, definitely.
1: She's jealous. But she's like barked and she got on her throne.
0: <laughs> <laughs> As we were talking about dreams earlier, we wanted to ask for anyone um listening that's sort of new to it or they're already into it but just want better tools. Do you have any um suggestions for people that may want to navigate through their dreams more effectively?
1: Yeah, for me, like my whole mission is to advocate for just the deepening of your relationship with your dream and a big piece of that is recall like we've been talking about it's really hard and challenging sometimes to even remember them in the first place mm. and for some people who are just starting out maybe they're, they recall like one dream per month or something like that so i like to center my suggestions around that which is basically like keeping a dream journal Um, I'm really big on using an app because I keep my phone by my bed, which Mm -hmm. is probably not really healthy. (laughs) 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 That I reach for in the morning. Um, and I can see like my husband does not like me turning on the lights or anything to like start journaling with um, a pen and pad, which is supposed to be more effective. Mm -hmm. Um, and trying to recall so I will say that but for me consistency is really important so I do like keep a nap um, and I just like log it every every morning and like someone was mentioning before too it, it doesn't matter what you recall I wouldn't have much judgment towards like the amount of what you're recalling um, to me it's almost like a tarot card in that like whatever you get is what you, or whatever you remember is what you're supposed to do,
2: mm, I'll show you.
1: To do it. Um, so if you just remember, gosh, I'm trying to remember like what I, hold on, let me even,
2: up <laughs> my. I know that sometimes I, if I don't remember anything, I just write, I don't remember. At least I write something for the day, you know, and it, it just, for some reason I think it can be helpful for me, but that works for me. So even if it's a color, a, anything, I guess, um, just i don't remember can serve as it's better than nothing if you don't remember anything just say i don't remember that's it i guess well yeah no i think
1: that's such a good point and even maybe writing what what was the mood of the dream if you can't mm, remember
2: mm, the, um, mm. the
1: content the quality and i think the color is a great suggestion too mm. the other day i only remembered that i had a song that was stuck in my head as i was waking up like that in between um Dreaming and waking state. And I can never say the word, but it's like hypnagogic. I think I'm saying <laughs> that correctly. <laughs> I'm southern, so. But, uh, um, gosh, uh, we have a song. Uh, now you say you love me. Well, cry me a river. Cry me a river. That, that song was in my head and so familiar. that's all I wrote down for, for that morning was the song and then um, talking about the relationship with your dream if you embody an element of it so that that's really helpful too um, when I was walking this one who keeps walking around <laughs> <laughs> I'm like driving me crazy this whole time um, I played that song while I was walking her so I was able to like live a part of the dream which is really helpful mm-hmm. in um deepening that relationship and yeah just anything that you do surrounding your night ritual like whether it's you could associate like your face oil with your dreams or you know when you're in the shower before bed thinking about um a request to your ancestors or whatever your spiritual you know orientation is or your practices are. You can definitely incorporate dream incubation rituals um, at night, in the morning. I, I really, I really feel like it's up to the dreamer too, to curate something that works for them, awesome. and throw, yeah. you know, practices, which is yeah. why I'm so invested in dreams because I do <laughs> <laughs>
2: I she's know. like let's go we're done now let's go
1: <laughs> she's like i'm done <laughs> i love dreaming because it is such like an individual and personal practice and it doesn't always require like outside influence you know mm. and um, mm. I, I really love the independence that i can nurture That's it. But yeah, <laughs> those are some of like my my tips in general um I really love the embodying part because it makes life feel magical. Mm. um, I think, Rihanna, when you were talking about going to Tanzania and being in a new environment and a new landscape, I feel Mm. uh, can change your relationship with dreams as well. Like, I think travel does that. I remember being in New Mexico and having a different quality of dream versus, like, here in Florida. So I, I think that that can be fun, too, to kind of examine how different landscapes shift your, your dream
0: experience. Mm. Yeah, I agree, actually, because um I think as well, when we go on holiday um, mm-hmm. and we're in a different mode because usually we go to relax and um, we're not working. We're spending time with friends or family or even if it's a solo trip, you're taking time to do something that is out of your norm. So I completely agree with you when you say that it takes you to a different place. And I think it's also important to highlight if something also follows you to that place, it's, you know, it's not going to leave you until you deal with it. Um, whether it's something that is positive or, well, I don't think anything is negative, but that's a whole other thing, but, um, it will follow you until you, um, sort of address it and, It's, I'm glad that you mentioned that actually, because it it gives people something else to think about, you know, you can travel and do all these things and also be distracted, but you're always going to be reminded of what you need to deal with no matter what, it might take you two years or two months, but it will, it will come full circle. And and probably
1: being in Tanzania too. And I don't know if the dream was more vivid there or did it shift at all?
0: When, um I would say it was definitely more vivid. Um mm-hmm. and I think because we we had like nice sleep out there, like it was so peaceful and quiet. Um you could hear the birds in the morning, um, Susan's scary alarm. Um <laughs> but um it was yeah, it was different and it was definitely more vivid because I remember I woke up crying. Um, I can't remember if Susan you were there or you just came back from your meditation. Um, but I, I remember telling Susan straight away.
2: Um, oh yeah, I remember. I think I came back. Yeah, you came back, uh, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and it just, I think, yeah, it, it, it reminded me of the hysteria that I used to feel as a teenager. And I think that's what unsettled me the most is that I didn't like feeling so, um, tearful to the point where it was just a lot to take in because i i'm like i said i am an emotional person but i think for on that occasion it was it was just a lot and i didn't want to be going through that on holiday i just wanted to chill
2: (laughs) it's interesting because um now that you both were um talking about it um i think the fact that you were in a very serene and peaceful space you know on holiday Mm -hmm. you're calm in nature We had the Mm. ocean around the birds. You can literally, you're very, you were very grounded and connected to um, nature. And I think when you're able to do that, everything natural within you or anything that is unnatural within you will come up to the surface and Mm -hmm. nature will be like, all right, let's sort this out. So it's up to you to then say, okay, I've seen it. Let me do Mm. something about it or not. And which would then maybe be a suggestion of, as you mentioned, you know, incorporating like some sort of routine before sleep, um, something Mm. to just get your mind in a very calm and relaxed state before you sleep will probably help enhance the relationship with your dream. Because when you have distraction, then you have so many things going on and you're not able to pick the message that you're supposed to, um, but just from just hearing the both of you speak about it, I think the the whole um, environment just being serene and peaceful and in contact mm. with nature and just being in a certain state of mind then brought that up and it was very highlighted because again you were calm, you know. So that yeah. calm, then you pick it up because it's like, whoa, what is all this, you know? Yeah, but that's that's actually interesting. Hmm.
1: Oh, the time and space. Is so important, and um, even alongside the rituals, maybe redecorating your room mm-hmm. so it can mm-hmm. be a peaceful space that you can then, you know, experience the kind of dream quality or content that you would <laughs> like. <laughs> <to solve>. Yeah, always <laughs> yeah. control what the subconscious has in store for us. But <laughs> 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 but, you know, that could be another helpful thing for those who are just like getting started.
0: Hmm.
1: yeah yeah, I think that that's so powerful how your dream again like
2: I can tell that it it actually yeah yeah. (laughs) you're very uh, (laughs) nice to see you you were touched by the whole process um that she yeah I
1: relate to it because that's what changed for me in a different way like being let go of my job you know, when you're caught in the nine to five paradigm, you can get very, um, busy Mm. and you can become just kind of like a robot. And I feel like having that, having been released from that and being in my own natural rhythm and my, in in nature a bit more, Mm. um, I was able to like restore last restore aspects of my soul through dreaming and um Mm. focusing on that relationship more so yeah i I relate in that kind of way to your process and journey um Mm. i love dream stories (laughs) (laughs)
2: yeah
0: so speaking of um restoring your soul we like Mm. to encourage listeners to look after themselves and we know that self-care looks different for everyone. So we wanted to ask you what some of your favorite self-care tips? So my favorite
1: would definitely be like having some sort of creative activity. Um, for me, that is related to like my dream, journaling every morning. Um, <laughs> and I also like to do a doodle every day. I try to at least. And I don't judge what comes out. It's just like a free doodle. I um, am very into skincare, so okay. <laughs> that's a big part of it. Like, I love my oils from my hair. Yes, <laughs> <Nice. laughs> I, you know, mm. I Just the act of just like touching myself. You yeah. Know? I don't want to <laughs> be here, like, um, you know, giving myself like a lymphatic massage, and that really helps me to feel in my body because I'm someone I have dealt with a lot of anxiety. And mm-hmm. um, interestingly, uh, health anxiety in the past, which I haven't been experiencing during the pandemic. <laughs>
0: um,
1: but being being in my body is really important to me and like keeping a very healthy relationship with my body because there was a point in time where I had a lot of distrust towards it. I didn't believe that it could help me or that it could sustain me. Um, so yeah, I alongside, along with that, uh, I've learned how to cook recently. <laughs> <laughs> like, a part of my self-care has been like researching really easy meals, <laughs> <and stuff>. mm. <laughs> healthy meals and, you know, incorporating that everyday uh, salads, you know, very uh, plant-based, but I'm not, I'm not plant-based, but just like a lot of, you know, yeah. a lot of um and exercising has been something that even more recently i've been getting back into like i've always been someone who runs um but again like when i got caught up in the grind i, stopped, <laughs> I kind of stopped running and i gained weight um but even this whole like i, I think you could see it I, I got my parents is yeah. <laughs> um, like i think 12 years old i don't know how old it is it doesn't even turn it looks on, good though like you know what
2: I <laughs> mean?
1: Um, and I started doing that just in a very gentle way. It wasn't like I'm trying to lose weight kind of thing. But it's just like I need to move. Mm. I'm, you know, here most days. So I've been doing. I put on like a really cool YouTube video, and I just move. And maybe after mm. I do that, I'll do a dance in front of the mirror. yeah,
2: mm. that's my kind of thing. Now we're talking. <laughs> <Do> some, <laughs> some, you, um, you
1: know again mm.
2: <laughs> sacral chakra oh. root chakra movements and things okay i see yes.
0: <laughs> what's yours your self-care for this week
2: oh uh i think it's gonna be dancing you know you just ignited some dancing <laughs> desires so mm-hmm. probably i'll spend some quality i haven't done that in a long time to be honest so i think i will um dive into it more this week because girl you just mm, listen i am (laughs) i am how about you
0: um i'm not sure i feel like i'm in a weird space right now so um i think i'll always turn to music like i always do Mm. um and i'm really liking there's a um like an ongoing like live stream on youtube of jazz music Mm. and it just is so nice because it it doesn't have lyrics and it sounds nice in the rain and it's just it's just nice so I think just playing that in the background even when I'm working it sort of provides me some like ongoing peace it's not it's just nice basically
2: (laughs) (laughs) perfect so now we're gonna get into our quote of the day Rihanna
0: And usually we pick, we just pick um, a quote that is, that resonates with what we're talking about, but because we loved your Instagram page so much and it resonates with what we spoke about, we just chose something that you said. So our quote for this episode is by Nilsa, our guest, Yeah, and um, she put, if we sleep for one third of our lives, our dreamscapes are certainly worth getting to know and having a deeper awareness of. Um, and yeah we just thought it was really nice to sort of highlight because when you say even when you read it we sleep for a third of our lives that really hits home like we sleep a lot indeed yeah
1: Yeah. but uh, I don't know if I can speak to that a little more
0: (laughs) of course course, yes
1: (laughs) Um, but I wrote that in reaction to kind of like my family and how I told him, like, I'm learning about dreams more, and I'm just, like, becoming engrossed and uh, kind of there being like, what? Why? <laughs> you know? And I'm just like, well, you know, we are asleep, bro. I don't, and I went online. I'm like, how long are we asleep? Like, it kind of became this, like, you know, um, mm-hmm. it's like a an attempt to prove something, sort of. That's, like, honestly where it came from. I'm an area. Um, well, I got you. You mm-hmm. want to know why it's important? Well, this is, you know. <laughs> kind of gear my messaging towards any everyone not just people who are like uh, very involved in spirituality and stuff mm. I, I, and that's why I said like my main thing is like advocacy
2: yeah just like mm.
1: highlighting the importance of the act I don't care how you do it or whatever works yeah. for you but um, I, I just want people to know that it is important it's not something that
2: you know can just be shrugged off or mm. maybe want to.
1: But
2: never mind. Oh. No, no, absolutely. <laughs> no, it's, okay. I, it's definitely something we've spoken about. We have because yeah, it
0: sort of um goes off of what Susan is. This person she likes to plant seeds, <laughs> so it's basically it sounds like that, yeah, you know, you yeah, yeah. In a way where you hope it would resonate with everyone without it being too complicated even though yeah, deep down right. it's complicated yeah but, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> as long as you
2: just plant that seed then you move you, do you get me <laughs> exactly oh, and God. then you have One that's and, and <laughs> exactly. they would be like hmm why is this coming yeah. up because you already planted that seed and then it's up to them to water it or not but you've done yeah. your part and that's it
1: mm-hmm and the, that's the
2: crazy thing about even
1: just talking about dreams and dream incubation it's just like just even saying like asking someone oh what did you dream about I've had people come to me and I haven't done a dream post in a while but like every other day they're like oh I just wanted to share this dream with you because you I saw something about dreams and for some reason I was, I remembered my dream the next morning it's just like the power of suggestion is so yeah too. especially with dreaming because you know it's so <laughs> Mind and all of that stuff. Yeah, yeah.
0: Listening, I agree. Yeah, that's I, what I do. Like being plant based, I'm like always trying to, like, speak to people about the way they eat. But I like try to drop one little hint there, like, oh, you know, you don't really need that because there's this. Um. So yeah, I totally feel you on that.
2: And then she'll be like, but it's not my body still. <laughs> yeah, it's not my. It's none of my. It's none it's of not, my business. <laughs> Clamors, right? Like we're it's aware. True. We're <laughs> crazy
0: on to the next so, coming to the <laughs> end of the show um, so moving on to the end of the show we like to say one thing that we're grateful for mm. so, so you want to go first
2: yes so today i am grateful for i did a dry fast today and um i started on saturday evening and it has been a long time since i did one i usually just do water fast um but it was actually interesting to see how my body was able to um, embrace it. And I really, really, really wanted some water. And it just reminded me of how important water is. And Mm. yeah, I'm just grateful for water and just being able to have access to clean water and just... Mm -hmm taste water because when i drank when i broke my fast today i had water and i was like bro why does it feel like it's been ages it's just a couple of hours
0: <laughs> so yeah i'm
2: grateful i'm grateful for water
0: love that nelson well since
1: i have her little wet nose in my lap <laughs> 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 i'm definitely grateful for this beautiful daughter of mine oh. Um, she's just like changed my life in so many ways. Having a kinship with an animal, I feel, is important for me and my mental health. So, yeah, she's like, she's my therapy.
2: Oh Oh, That's beautiful. That's, That's
1: beautiful.
2: sweet. Oh, I'm okay. I'm done.
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway. She's a cat lady. Um, I- yeah, I can see why.
0: um so i'm grateful for my neighbor he just um gave us a big box of dates oh wow and um yeah and i'm yeah it was really nice and yeah i'm just grateful for people and their random acts of kindness and now i have dates to go in my smoothies (laughs) well that's about it
2: for um today's podcast thank you so much for being on the show with us and spending and sharing your energy with us we really appreciate it um until next time guys we'll speak to you soon peace take
1: care bye thank you so much i loved it